T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Listen to the Todd Feinberg Show on the free Odyssey app. Download and like WTIC and follow Todd Feinberg today. All right, all right. Let's get David Middleton in. He's been waiting patiently. Thank you for that, Dave. Hello? Yes, Dave. Oh, hi. How are you? Go ahead, sir. Oh, good. Uh, a couple comments I have to say. Um, one thing about letting, uh, one of the things about the videos for letting, it, letting the people in, I'm just, I'm just curious here. Do you think the Capitol Police have the means to communicate with each other through, okay, and so when there, when so when the first wave came through, and and police were getting stabbed with uh, with uh, American flagpoles and getting pepper sprayed and bear sprayed, do you think that they that that the other people who let those people in maybe saw this and said, "Oh my God, holy crow, this could happen to me. I could die," you know? So so that's my point here. Um, that's one of my points. My second point in here is, my second point here is, you know, this was a setup. It was set up by, it was set up by Donald Trump. It was set up by Donald Trump because he lost the election. He knew he lost the election, uh, and and this was his way of trying to grasp the very last thing that he could have to keep himself in power, and that's all he had was a bunch of nuts who would go to the Capitol with arms. Got you, Dave. We've got to hold you there so I can give a little response, and then we've got to get to traffic, and that is that there are a lot of actors here. I've got tape here of the chief of police on that date of Capitol Police talking about how Nancy Pelosi wouldn't authorize National Guard. So there's a lot of different people making a lot of different decisions. It's not a singular actor. And that means the energy, the power energy, points in different directions. But thank you for the call. Appreciate you making those points. The BPS Lawyers Traffic Center, Mark Christopher, with a look at the ride home. Mark. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Oh, it's so exciting. So exciting. Just the world going on. I love politics. I love sorting through the issues and figuring out how we can make things better let's talk to laura in greenwich before we start a couple of rants hi laura it's leora leora yes it's leora levy the the actual leora the real deal you bet well hallelujah nice to hear your voice nice to hear your voice too did you want to do you want to make a comment on the um 
the new GOP proposal? I sure do. Uh, you know, I disagree with it. Look, I really respect the work of the bylaws committee, and I and um, I of course I respect the people who who volunteer to be delegates to a convention. They work very hard. They volunteer their time and their treasure to do this, but they represent less than one percent of the Republican voters in the state. And I think that this would this amendment would concentrate the power in a very few uh, people. Really, and that's the idea, right? That's isn't yeah, that the point the of it? Take the power, and and it removes the power from the Republican voters. And my feeling is, let the voters decide who their nominee should be. I've spoken to the RNC about this. Um, this is not at all like the Rule 11. I've spoken to the legal department in the RNC. The RNC says there there are a few states, very few, who do do have similar provisions to spend money in endorsed candidates campaigns. But they agree with me that the the money that our donors donate to the RNC and to the state party, that money is meant to defeat Democrats, not other Republicans. And and it really is up to the voters of the state to decide who their strongest candidate will be. I was very gratified last summer when the voters chose me. And, and it was Well, hang a, on a second. Let me jump in at that point, because sure. I think what you demonstrated with your campaign for the U.S. Senate is the power of of democratic politics. That is the. Yes. The small D Democrat, that is the idea that you can go directly to the people and create a dynamic that causes them to get behind you. And an energy develops and it feeds on itself. And there's a certain magic and gloriousness to that experience. And it strikes me that what's being proposed here by the state party, which wants a rule change that would allow it to spend money to help a candidate to get the nomination of the party, which is specifically banned under current rules, that it would take that away, that it gives the power to the backroom people who want to say, we need Themis Claritus here because Themis knows, you know, because they've known her for 20 years. And they would box somebody out like you who, or who wanted to create that dynamic. And when you lose that dynamic, it's like saying to the new restaurant that wants to try, you know, uh, sushi and nobody's ever done sushi. You say, no, no, we like steak. We're not letting you open up. And that's a risk to everybody. It's a threat to the market system. And, and, uh, and we want that market to work in politics. Well, yes, we do. And I've always been a proponent of that the Republican voters should decide, not a few insiders in a back room. That, that's just not, as you said, it's not small D Democratic. Are you still doing anything with the uh, Republican Party? You bet I am. I'm the Republican National Committee woman. Okay, I, represent... I didn't know if you still had that position or not. Oh, yes, I do. And I'm very involved. I'm on the Executive Committee. I'm on the Rules Committee. I'm on a few other uh, choice committees. The fun one is the site selection committee. We, This is a committee that decides where the next conventions will be. We, we have chosen Milwaukee for 2024, and we're currently looking to 
um, choose the city for 2028 because we realized we really needed more advanced time Mm -hmm. in order to make a good decision and to give um, cities the opportunity to put in good bids. So uh, we're looking at multiple cities now for 2028 as well. Well, that's awesome. Do you want to make a date to come on and talk uh, about politics a little bit? I would love to. Thank you very much for asking me. Anytime, except next week, I will be away on a long-awaited family vacation. But Uh-oh, you're that, going somewhere warm and beautiful, I can tell. No, cold and... and, and <laughs> Miserable. Snowy. It's a personal triumph for me. We're going back to Vail, where in 2014 I had a very bad ski accident. That resulted in five subsequent surgeries wow. and several years of recovery, including the last surgery saved me from being a quadriplegic. Wow. And God had another plan for me, and here I am, and I'm going back to conquer the mountain again. Well, you are an amazing woman, and uh, and this is just another bit of evidence to anybody who doubted that. Leora Levy, well, thank, thank you for calling in, and I will be in touch shortly to make a date with you. I look forward to it, Todd. Thank you so much. And just I'm so glad to, to speak to you and to all of your listeners again. Thank you. Thanks, Leora. That's Leora Levy, former candidate for U.S. Senate. Just last year. It wasn't that long ago. You remember. Okay, we've got to get through some rants now and get caught up here a little bit, if you don't mind. Hey, Todd. I've uh, been listening to everybody talk about the videos from January 6th. Fox shouldn't have released them. Tucker Carlson edited them, but I would have to say the government also edited them. So if we really have a democracy like all these people speak of, why not just let all the stuff be released to the public? You can black out anything you need to for security purposes. After all, our tax money goes to pay for the videos. We actually own them. But not according to these. There is no reason in the world to not let those out except because the political parties don't want to focus on the past or they want to be able to control what gets focused on in the past. It's insiderism, just like we were talking about with Lior. Why does the U.S. keep poking the bear? You see, China can turn around and completely just cut us off from other products. There's almost nothing made in America. There's some, there's some things, but almost nothing is made here. And, and as you can see, all they have to do is stop putting their shipments out to go to the U.S., and we will be just as bad as we were in the pandemic. We must be poking the bear because if China wants to supply Russia with weapons, there's something in it for them. So that would mean that the Russian economy must be much better than the American economy because China is now, um, you know, a big part of Russia as far as supplying cars and other things. It might just say, hey, U.S., forget about you. You're all done. World War III can start that way very easily. That was my point. Well, I think it's a good point. Uh, the one thing I think you're getting wrong is that the Chinese need us maybe as badly as we need them, maybe more so because they are a younger, fresher country in terms of being a capitalist country, and they have many, many millions of people who are not yet part of that capitalist dream that's happening, that's unfolding 
in China, and they can't afford politically, Xi can't, the president, can't afford politically to have that thing go bad on him. He needs growth, as we need growth. So there is a balance there, a, a, a dance that we need to do with each other. Yeah, hi, Todd. Yeah, I'm just sitting here uh, holding my breath while I'm waiting uh, for the apologies to start rolling in about the uh, about all the lies that have been revealed in the uh, January 6th uh, videos here that imprisoned all those poor uh, innocent political prisoners we got now. Uh, yeah, I'm just waiting, waiting. Yeah, I'm still waiting, you know, just... Uh, Oh, well, it's the same thing as, uh, as with the COVID lockdown uh, apologies and, and the whole Russian collusion uh, apologies and the, uh, the whole every, uh, everything to do with COVID apologies. Yeah, 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 I'm still waiting, waiting. Oh, yeah, waiting. Yeah, when they make, when they make messes of stuff, um, that's not a glitch. That's a feature. They're, they're liking those mistakes. They just keep rolling along. Hi. I'm going back a couple of days about the rolled doll ruining his art. Um, if you don't like what he's writing, don't read it. And if you want something else, write your own freaking work. Leave the artist alone. What are you going to take David from Michelangelo, neuter him and make him a he, she, or take Mona Lisa, give her purple or pink hair, like all the social justice warriors? Just saying. It ain't right. Stop the madness. I like when people get mad at the madness. 860-522-9842. Let's grab a couple of phone calls, and we will go back to more rants. Mike in Plainville, what's going on? You've got to stop waiting for those apologies. I don't think they're coming anytime soon. Exactly. <laughs> I that is true. January 6th, you know, at the very most this this wasn't an insurrection an insurrection would have leveled the capital it'd still be down on the ground totaled at the very worst these people that went inside should have restate they got screwed on their sentences years in jail for that i mean i'm talking maybe a thousand dollar fine and a hundred hours community service for these people some got years well you know i don't know i didn't I can't say that I'm, I'm, I'm reading up on each case to know how bad what they did was, but there were people uh, conducting acts of violence, and the nature of those violence uh, acts may require uh, penalties of incarceration. I don't know. Here's my other point. Hartford Current today, what, what else? It's the only paper around that I read. I just read it for the comics nowadays, but... A picture of William Tong and all this, the sorry people standing behind him. Nant, Susan Bysowitz, Ned Lamont, and a bunch of people I don't even know. You know, these people don't do their research on the percentages of crimes and deaths that don't involve guns. I think only 12% of fatal crimes are committed with weapons, with firearms. Uh, it might be 12% of deaths. I don't know. I will look I, into those numbers, though, because I like studying most, those numbers. Most fatal, fatal crimes are committed by uh, other means. Really? I will look that up at the uh, earliest possible moment. Todd in Unionville. Hi, Todd. 
I'm with Mike on that one. I, I saw the, I remember where I was when I saw the, um, the insurrection. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I wonder how many days the Capitol is going to be closed because of all the damage that was done. And I watched the pictures on TV like everybody else did. That's a conservative the other night. And uh, number one, it really floored me on just how calm everything was inside the Capitol. And number two, how little damage was done. I mean, you know, it just is mind boggling. And the reason I called was I've been listening to the station all day and I've heard a lot of people call up liberals mostly really angry like i've never heard so many liberals call this station Mm -hmm. as they did today and yesterday and i think they're all suffering from cognitive dissonance you know like they are so all in to their ideology that the fact that somebody could fracture it it's almost like they're losing their minds well there is a when you're when you're living in a bubble where the mainstream media tells stories about the country you live in and tells you that's the reality. You know, like uh, they, they tell you some story about some great socialist enterprise going on in the country, and they say, this is the way, this is what America's all about. You know, they assign these values that, that are wrong ones, and then they get absorbed by people over periods of time, and they think that's reality. It's a very well, confusing Jordan thing. Peterson talks about this a lot, you know, about how, you know, relationships and, you know, how you perceive the world. And I really like the way, you know, the way he pr- presents stuff. And one of the things he, 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 he goes over, especially with liberal ideology, is just how entrenched it is within people's brains. And I guess conservatism can be the same way, but... I, I, I think we're yes, more... it's a question of what what are the principles underpinning them and which are valid American ones and, and which aren't. Todd, thank you for the call. Great to hear from you. I appreciate that. Hey, Todd, it's the American Patriot. I'm getting a laugh out of uh, fake news Shaddix listeners this morning about Tucker Carlson. Like I said before, I, apparently you people aren't listening. Don't you understand Fox News at night is all sliced and diced clips it's all fake news. Ingram, Tucker, and Hannity is all fake news. Just like the fake news on, about Dominion and the voting machines where they're being sued for $1.6 billion. Don't you understand if you listen to people like Trump and Fox News at night, that's where you end up in jail like the rest of the radical right terrorists on January 6th. It's all fake news. Oh, it's all fake news. It's all knee-jerk, rote. It's all pretend thinking without using your brain. 860 Mark Christopher in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Are the roads packed with cars today, Mark? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Don't stress. Listen to the podcast at WTIC.com or on the free Odyssey app. 860-522-9842. One is here. Hey, one. Good afternoon. I think the, uh, the, the level of exposure that this corrupt mafia has been exposed to. I hope that that awakens some constitutional people. And Sorry, which some, corrupt mafia are you referring to and in what situation? The government, the people who like to be in charge of the government. Okay, the, the gangsters who run government. What about them? They, they're just gotten to the point that just, it's just flagrant how corrupt they all are and how deceitful they are and how they are all about themselves and I you know it, that message has got to start resonating I mean we all know that but that message is going to start resonating with the people I believe so and the people who people who have been elected are actually feeling the pain they're, they're they have to buy groceries they have to buy fuel for their heat they get yeah well let's break. not get carried away they're, I don't know if, if people in government are feeling the pain but the people are feeling. They're it, not, right? of course not, because they're they're getting they're enriching themselves. Okay, I just wanted to be clear. There. I think more so there, there is a lack of belief that is growing every day in government and what it does and the people inside of it, and we just have to keep fanning the flames of the fire of the obvious because people are starting to catch on, but they need it clarified for them. Thank you, Juan. Good to hear from you, sir. Hey, Todd. Uh, just commenting after seeing all the uh, video of January 6th, I mean, they obviously tried to frame certain people when the people that were perpetrating the whole thing, as far as it being a violent thing, the people who are the violent, I'd say a majority of them were their own people. Because what you're seeing is just a bunch of people walking around peacefully inside. I mean, there are some groups that cause trouble, and they might actually have that name Antifa attached to them, just like the people that were so peaceful down in Atlanta lately. I, I don't know what more to think, only to never trust the government. I mean, they're, they, they're liars. You see that one? That is the message that's starting to get through people's minds, is that, Government is not our friend. And that's what the founders knew. If you go back and think about the separation of powers, just think about that one concept, the separation of powers. Why were they so busy separating the powers? 
Rant line number 860-751-4698. We're going to Australia coming up on WTIC. Right now, though, we're just going to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Mark Christopher, not so glamorous and no accent. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Yeah, yeah. WTIC, we've talked a couple times before with Zenya. Zenya from Australia. Hello there, Zenya. Good, up- Good afternoon, Todd. How are you? Nice to have you here. So I don't know what to talk about with you. I feel like we we did a good job of introducing you the last couple of weeks. A businesswoman in Australia who a year ago realized that government was a scam and that nothing was was helping you as a businesswoman and government was actually making things harder on you and you converted into a objectivist viewpoint, which is Ayn Rand's take on small government and individual rights, providing the philosophical justification for why the people need to be in charge. And um, what? T- tell me what's driving you right now. What are you excited about? What are you thinking about? What? What? Because um, I'm thinking all the time about this, and I'm always thinking about new ways to say things and new examples of of government corruption that I can show to people. Do you have those kinds of thoughts rolling through your head all the time? Yeah, yeah. Look, objectivism is such an important thing. And I think I think I heard somewhere this week that we are outnumbered a thousand to one. So people who think on a rational level are outnumbered by those who think in a you know metaphoric kind of a way where you know they, they just accept anything that, that's given to them without question. And I think this is what non-objectivism is relying on. It's relying on you know government is going to look after you, so trust us. We know we have your your best interest at heart, and people people believe that. And I think that that is that's why your show is so important in and and, and everything that that we're doing as well on online. And you know we're not getting paid for this. And this is not part of my business. This is just part of my passion. Uh, you know what I'm doing with stand in your power groups and. And things like that. All, all that is is just creating awareness and and getting us to a critical mass where we can actually start to implement some changes in the government. Um, you know, start to implement some changes where individuals have rights and have rights over their life, rather than you know just just being these pawns for for the government. So well done to you as well. Uh, because it is such an important show to have to get that awareness out there. Are you saying that, uh, talking about this show, are you saying that because you've listened to some of it and you've heard things or because of the idea of having a place where people can talk about small government and such? I've heard some of it. It's both. It's both. So it, it is something that's raising awareness away from the mainstream you know, work and get a job and the government's going to look after you and especially pay taxes because taxes create roads. And, you know, all of all of that kind of socialist ideology that's going on. And, you know, here you are just creating this, this different landscape where people are questioning that. 
you know, no, we're not paying tax to create roads. We're paying tax because we are forced to pay tax and we have no choice. Well, they and they like is, they like to talk about roads though, because they they talk about building roads all the time, and I think that infrastructure they love when they're trying to sell a tax hike. They're often mm. doing it with infrastructure as the excuse because that seems very tangible and it makes sense. Everybody knows they drive on roads every day, and everybody knows the roads are awful, and everybody wants the roads to be better. So. We're uh, they're tricking us because we operate on this premise that money being spent will result in in objects being built and they may or may not be built and they may or may not improve things. And the money may just be flitted away and it might not be intended for those purposes uh, in the first place. So it's we have to always be watching and study. I just find it. I ask you that question because um, I, I feel like. I'm very optimistic and positive about about trying to make people more aware of how corrupt it's just inherently corrupt the idea of power. Anybody anybody consolidating power for any purpose even a good purpose is still consolidating power and consolidated power makes bad things happen. So they can have a good purpose, like say you're running a charity. I remember after September 11th, and I'll stop after this. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going off into a little rant here. But after September 11th happened, I remember that um, I think it was the Red Cross had raised a ton of money because of September 11th because it was just this outpouring of national support for anybody who was helping. And, and it there was a mini scandal in the news because they had spent a hundred thousand dollars of the money that they raised to buy a new phone system and it's not that they were being malicious or having malicious feelings but the nature of creating a large organization makes it lose touch between the cause and effect of things correct wherever there is a pot of money that's available for free to people the temptation of corruption just increases. I've seen that happen not only in the government, but I've seen that happen in small business as well. I'm glad you said that about small business because I think if you have a business, as soon as there's two or three people, you start getting to a situation where people make decisions about how to operate the business based on their own preferences and their own comforts and their own desires can we afford i want to take everybody out to lunch can we afford to do that now that might be a good thing for the business but it might really come from a place of just looking to be a little self-indulgent so is that best for the business or should we put that off for a while you know you start making those i i knew a guy once who took over as ceo of a big company in this country it was called um what was it called i'm forgetting now but uh oh digital equipment corporation and and uh he was amazed as he started cost cut cutting at the, the amount of money that they spent on plant people to come in and swap the plants out. And it turned out that that one of the big buildings they were swapping, the, they were getting paid to swap the plants out on had fake plants in it. How, how do you keep track of all that stuff when you're running a large organization? It's one thing if you're the you know, you go into your business every day and you run that business in you. That's your thing. And so you're the best safeguard there is. 
against what we're talking about. But what happens in government when the person who has the job doesn't isn't actually the owner of any of the stuff and doesn't suffer the repercussions of what gets wasted? Correct. There's so much. There is so much wastage in in government, in business, in hospitals, in research. I used to be in research. There was a lot of wastage there. So everywhere where there is free money, where people do not have to, you know, risk to work for us. I think entrepreneurs have a lot at risk. You know, a lot of them. Have you ever watched Shark Tank? Sure. Uh, I guess a lot. A lot of them have put their house up as security. Uh, they live and breathe this thing. There is a lot mm. of personal risk in entrepreneurship. And, and that's a safeguard because when you've got personal risk in it, you safeguard that money. If somebody else comes and gives you a million dollars, you're going to squander that money. Um, and, and that's been shown with lottery winners as well. Now that they're just given that in, within five years, uh, the average lottery winner uh, is in a worse financial position because they haven't had the right to earn that money. Well, they also and haven't learned would... along the way, one step at a time, of the value of that money and how precious Correct. it is and how careful you have to be with the decisions you make. And, uh, yeah, that's a really good point. Okay, I'm liking this conversation, Zenya. I'm feeling a whole different uh, side of you that is very adamant about these belief systems, these small government belief systems. Do you have any tips for me from your perspective on where you believe the soft spot is in the average person to, to get them over that hump that we're describing? It's hard to get people to see that those in power put on smiling faces and do something different when we're not looking, that, that, uh, power is dangerous, and people in power have their own agendas. How do we get that across? Do you have you found any great techniques? I think the only way is through example. So the average person is indoctrinated, I think, into socialism, and we can see that by if you challenge one of their beliefs, they will justify it, and they'll justify it in a in a in an unrational way like you know the roads the roads who's going to build the roads you know this this is one of the the justifications but if you start to show them that the roads how much money is actually going to the roads and and who's paying for the roads is that council rates that are paying for the roads is it your car insurance or car registration that's paying for the roads is it your income tax that's paying for the roads what is paying for the roads we don't even know and are the roads actually working? And, and let's have a look at privatised roads. Are they working? Are they working better? Do they allow a better flow of traffic? So I, I think the only way that we can break down those barriers is through examples rather than preaching. So show them. Show them where, where it's not working. Show them how the average person is being, the average middle-class person is being taxed into poverty. You know, how's that looking after people? I've got a good example for you. Because they, they use these mm. tricks, these logical tricks, to get you past a point where you might need to be convinced. So President Biden is calling for a billionaire's tax, or will be as part of his new budget. And he's going to sell it on the idea that he will use that money to strengthen Medicare. And this technique of 
causing there to be a, I'm not sure how to describe it. It's like the, it's a fulcrum, this idea that taxing billionaires, he doesn't want to do it, but we need to strengthen Medicare. And he's hooking two things together that actually have nothing to do with each other. The question is, is there enough taxation going on in the United States? And is that money that is currently being taxed spent wisely or is a lot of it being wasted or given away or being used to rig elections by uh, giving benefits to people who don't deserve those benefits? And they like to distract us from those realities by saying billionaires are bad. They don't pay enough in taxes, even though they support proportionately way more of our tax burden than any other class of taxpayer. But creating that simple dynamic of we need to strengthen Medicare so we've got to tax the billionaires more. Well, how about waste the money less? Mm -hmm. Just I think it's also important to. Yeah, I I think it's also important to look at what, what what he's actually doing is weaponizing jealousy there to get that through. So the average person hates billionaires. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why. Because they've got this, this belief that if somebody is a billionaire, they've taken something from somebody, which is not true. So some education around how somebody becomes a billionaire is, is warranted. And the fact that they are weaponizing jealousy to you're do right. it. You know, you're jealous of billionaires, so let's, let's tax the people that you hate. Yeah. Because that's that's going to benefit me to stay in power. That's exactly what they're doing there. Yeah, they're weaponizing envy, and they're also teaching people to hate billionaires. There's, I think it mostly comes from this kind of talk in the political class because it's easy to blame billionaires and accuse them of not paying their fair share because nobody's out there talking about how they're actually the ones who drive economic activity. They're the ones who get us jobs. They're the ones who create economic growth, something that uh, politicians can't do. Xenia, this has been a great conversation. How do people find your Facebook page? It's Standing Your Power on Facebook, and we are actually running an online discussion on how to achieve self-esteem today at at 6.30, if anyone wants to join us there. At 6.30 our time? Your time, yes. So if people go stand to stand in your power, it's remarkably easy to find, even though you're in Australia. You just go to uh, Facebook and type in stand in your power, and there you are. I couldn't believe yep. it. Yep, yep, very easy. All right, well, good luck with that. 6.30 tonight, and, and is it a, a typing chat or a, like a Zoom-style chat on Facebook? It's, it, will be, it will be a Zoom chat. It'll be a Zoom chat with myself and Michael Liebowitz. You and Lebo. This is awesome. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. So well, thank you, thank you, you Zenia. It's, it's been a pleasure. It's great to talk with you once again. Stand in your power. Type that into Facebook. You'll find Zenia's chat tonight in uh, 33 minutes. So go for it. Zenia, thank you so much. Thank you. We'll talk to you again next week. That was a good conversation, was it not? Yes, it was. Looking forward to it, it yes. Yeah, thank you, Zenia. Appreciate it. I love that we get to talk to an Aussie with that great accent. And she's smart, too. She's got this thing figured out.
All right, thanks so much for being here. And uh, uh, we had a little brief discussion. Somebody was talking about how guns aren't used in that many crimes or deaths. I don't know. But the vast majority of deaths in the country are are, uh, that are murders. I'm sorry, murders uh, are caused by guns. We can discuss those numbers more in the days to come. We're going to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center right now, though. Mark Christopher, what are you going to do this evening? Anything fun? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.